Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Welcome in. This is LOTL, and this is episode 158. Tonight's episode, we welcome on special guest and now recurring guest, Eric Helwig uh, of America's Got Talent fame and uh, comedian. Eric is going to be in Northeast Ohio next week doing some live comedy shows for the first time since the COVID-19 pandemic uh, hit our world, and uh, we're pretty excited for him uh, for that. So we get into his shows, a little bit about his uh, comedic stylings and things that he likes to do at his shows. So, um, you know, check that out and uh, check out all of his uh, dates in Northeast Ohio if you want to see a good comedy show. Um, We also get into a plethora of topics (laughs) with Eric, uh, ranging from the NFL draft to Elon Musk, cryptocurrency, um, and the correct way to kick a field goal. So um, that was a lot of fun, um, getting to chop it up with Eric about that. And uh, that about does it. So, But before all that, we get everything started with the beer of the week. Let's do it. Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast, with your hosts, Jordan, Jimmy, Ryan, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL podcast. back 81 degrees beautiful day let's go we are drinking courtesy of jimmy right courtesy of jimmy we are drinking a very very summery beer from thirsty dog brewing company we are drinking lemon shandy uh pretty much self-descriptive it is ale infused with natural lemon five (laughs) percent let me give it a sip Does he have to say? <laughs> Stone Cold um, approves. This is very, very lemon centric. Very lemon forward. Whoa! This is. Last week we had a lime forward. This is lemony. Yeah. This um, is like carbonated lemonade. I don't think it's as sweet as lemonade, but yeah, it almost does have a lemonade vibe. <laughs> uh, what do you guys think? What do we think? What are we feeling? Well, what, why don't you why don't you bring in our guest real quick? Oh, and I forgot. We can see yes. what we, we can see what he thinks of lemon shandies. <laughs> so, uh, for the second time on the show, we would love to welcome Eric Helwig. He is back welcome, on the welcome, show. Welcome. How's it going tonight, Eric? Oh, it's going great. My father. Oh, the, here's the applause. Uh, you asked for my opinion. My father drowned in a vat of lemon shanty, so this is very <laughs> triggering for me. There we go. Oh, and wow. how dare you? How dare you? You know, uh... <laughs> what? That's so random. All right. Uh, sorry, I was not expecting that. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, have you had... So, <laughs> lemon shanties. Do they... Uh, have, you had, have you had any before? I assume maybe Leinenkugel or something like that? I mean, honestly, man, like, I'm the worst drinker ever. Like, whenever I li- when I listen to your guys' podcast, you're like, oh, you're like, ooh, you're like, 
talking about the hops and stuff. (laughs) When I go to bars, I just order whatever the person just ordered it in front of me. Like, I don't even know what the drinks are. All right. Like, if somebody... If somebody gets like a sparkling Evian water, I'm like, I guess I'm getting trashed on Evian water. <laughs> I guess like, I'm no getting trashed on water. Yeah, what yeah. Drinks are no, for sure. I got you. I mean, <laughs> I, I feel like you could envision this. I mean, it's it's like Dan said, it's kind of just like lemonade. But uh, but I can't yeah, wait to hear what Ryan has to say. Yeah. So uh, we'll get back to Eric, of course, in a few minutes. He's got a, a whole bunch of local shows. Did I say local? Yes, I did. He has a whole bunch of local shows, so we'll be plugging those in a bit. In the meantime, Dan, what are we feeling about the lemon shandy? I mean, this is like kind of sort of what we drank last week, except lime instead of lemon or lemon instead of lime. Yeah. Um, Thirsty Dog, which is a great uh, brewery in Akron, Ohio. Shout out. Uh, love the dog on the can. Unleash the flavor. I don't know what that means, but it did because it's lemony. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not the biggest lemon sh- shandy uh, guy anyway, so this isn't, like, my style. Um, we had very much a summery-type day today, so it fits. So good call, Jimmy, on that. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Um, it's just not my style of beer. Uh, so I'm gonna give it like a five four. Okay, five four. Five four. Now I gave a five eight last week, and I got universally yeah because shat that on. was a really <laughs> good beer. That was. So. So this is gonna be higher than that. Yeah, this is better than last oh, week's. Oh, I don't know about that. Even see that. Yeah. Somehow you saying that is more insulting. Put your, <laughs> put your muscles away. So yeah, my Jamie. thing with this, the very first sip, so even second sip, it was this was off putting. This this was this was uh, the first sip or two was aggressive, and uh, I've given it a couple more. Maybe it's because it's warming up, or maybe it's just because I'm getting used to it. But I'm definitely now. I would not go out of my way to get this one again, um, but I definitely like this better than last week's uh, Mexican lager with lime for sure. Um, I'd probably go like a six one. Okay, yeah. so like, similar, but yeah. just a little, just a, yeah. just a skosh, like, like a just a skosh higher. And maybe it's just because I like lemon better than I like lime. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the first couple sips of this were, were something else. Yeah. <laughs> and it's getting a little better, though. And the nose of it. The, yeah. s- the sniffiness yeah, of it. The, was, the, the, the sniff test. Yeah. Um, Jordan, did you Jordan, did Yeah, already? so I have not yet. I, um, I'm, not a, I'm not the biggest fan. I don't hate it. I can certainly drink it. Um it reminds me almost of the Natty Light lemonades, if you remember those. <laughs> oh, come on. This is this is better. No, this is better. This is better. Wait, you mean Natterday? Natterdays, yeah. Oh, that well, yeah, that's pink lemonade. Whatever that was. <laughs> those yeah. things. Also Um, yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna lie. I'll 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 go hard on those in the summer. Uh, of course you will. Terrible. You also drink Mick Ultras. Hey, Mick Ultras don't give you hangovers like that. Though. Mick Ultras just Natty Light with the same label, <laughs> okay. with a different label. We'll fight after. We're gonna have our own fight. I mean, because, it literally is, but know, but Dana can, White's gonna contact us. It's, they're both because... <laughs> they're both owned by the same company. So oh, I'm sure they are. But um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not. I can't say this is my favorite. I'm I'm more of a lime than a lemon guy. Although I do like both. Yeah. I'm gonna give this a solid six. Flat. Yeah. Six, six flat. flat. Wow. Six flat. Six flat. That's it. That's where I am. Jimmy, are you gonna dictate your score to me or? Seven one. Jimmy seven says one. seven, seven one. one. Okay, okay. All Maybe right. it reminds him of college or something. I don't know. What can I say? <laughs> Just like college. <laughs> so that was yeah. the beer of the week. Yeah. There you go. All right. All right. Maybe we hey, won't. Is it okay, is it okay, guys, is it okay if I rate the beer? Yeah, yeah do it. Give it a go. Rate it. 
So I think as we kind of come up here on summer and the end of COVID, this beer really kind of harkens to a time and makes me think of being outside with friends, which I like. I also enjoy the, I kind of like the smell as well. Like I'm a citrusy guy, so I'll always kind of lean that direction with beers. On the other side of the coin, this beer murdered my father, so zero. You know, I do, we do apologize. We're not being the most sensitive people tonight. You know, this is our guest and... I just feel like we're not being very nice to him. Yeah, we should. Should we? Should we not mention lemon or lemon shandy or thirsty dog or any of that again tonight? Or you, you listen, guys. This is the this is the cross that I bear. I am a victim. Uh, I'd say even more so than my father because I have to continue <laughs> to live being exposed to lemons and the sadness that brings. So you know, I, I'll be okay. I appreciate the apology. Apologies will never be enough. But. Uh, <laughs> We're going to power yes, through. Yes, I hurt. Yes, I hurt. Okay. All right. We thank will... you for thank you for letting me feel heard on your podcast, though. I, I appreciate seen. that. That's what we do. <laughs> do you feel seen? <laughs> I feel seen. I feel heard. I feel seen. I feel heard. <laughs> well, that's what we do here on the... on the. Guys, guys, just do better, okay? Just do better. <laughs> we will strive to no, be better. I'm glad you're giving us constructive hey, criticism. Hey, you know what? We're going to strive for greatness, okay? <laughs> Excellent. All right. <laughs> well, like we said, uh, Eric is back on the show for the second time. Um, we had a blast last time. I remember a whole bunch of funny moments. One moment, I remember we were talking about eating horse shit in the streets after the uh, oh, yeah, Eagles, the Eagles Super Bowl. won or something. And yeah, so oh, that, yeah. Was, that, yeah. Was, yeah, that was a good, good conversation. Don't um, tempt me with a good time. But Eric is here for very, well, he'll be here in town soon. So why don't we just jump right in? You know, we already got to know you last time. Let's jump right into your shows. Are you we jumping with whole, both feet? Both feet. Wow. Both feet, yes. Um, wow. We ha- you have a whole bunch of shows coming up in the area, so maybe let's just go. Let's just start there. How did this come about? I understand these are your first shows in a long time, so let's start with that. Yeah, I mean, so I applied to do it's it's the Rubber City Comedy Festival in Akron, and I got accepted into it like I I want to say like a year and a half ago, maybe longer, and then the dates were coming up. Right, it was right as COVID was hitting. And so whatever that is, April of 2020. So they canceled. And I just kind of assumed that that was that. And then I very randomly got an email uh, a couple months ago being like, okay, we're going to try to do it again. And it synced up right to where like I was getting my like my COVID shot or whatever, like my second COVID shot would, would have been like, oh, that's two weeks after I could fly out. Holy shit, I can do the festival. So it was like, Really a very last-minute thing. I, I was saying before we started recording, I have literally not been on stage for <laughs> 14 months. And stand-up is not riding a bike. So it's, it's, it could what? be really bad. One of my, one of my friends recently said, uh, you know, coming back from COVID, these first shows, the, audience will, the audiences will never have been better, and the stand-up will never have been worse. So... <laughs> I don't know if that's a selling point to come see the shows, but if you are in the area, uh, it would obviously be cool. Uh, anybody can – you just go to my website, erichelwick.com. I've got yeah. basically a show every night for a week starting on May 3rd in the Cleveland-Akron area, kind of just jumping around to a bunch of different spots. So it's my little Ohio tour, and you guys you guys are my promotion, so I'm looking to your legions of thousands and thousands <laughs> of listeners. Uh, hundreds, hundreds of thousands, actually. <laughs> Oh, real? Oh, even better. Yeah, even hundreds better. of thousands. Yeah. 
Look, with great power comes great responsibility. You guys are the voice of your generation. That's awesome. So I got to ask, I got to ask, do you plan to incorporate coronavirus jokes into your sets? Or is that just something we have to wait and see? Uh, Maybe. I don't know. Like, I haven't. All my jokes, I guess, like my normal, my normal process for writing jokes is I kind of have like an idea in my head and I go on stage and um, like just mess around with it and kind of like sculpt out the bit. And then for festivals, you usually try to do like, I guess, what you would consider your A material. All of my A material is like pre-COVID and also like I was 40 pounds lighter. I'm like a big fat dude now. So I don't even know. Like, I got to write all fat guy jokes like, for my new set. Like, I got to have, like, a whole new identity. I'm like, like, I found out I have celiac disease. I might have talked to you guys about that last Yeah, time. yeah, I do remember that, yeah. I think it was, like, right when, I think I found out, like, the minute before I did your podcast, the doctor was like, Eric, before you go on, no bread ever again. Enjoy the podcast. Oh, so I think you guys might have been, like, yes. some of the first people to hear about it. So, like... Well, I mean, we'll see, man. Like, I have like again. I have jokes that I've been telling on my podcast, and like I've been tweeting. So I have no idea if with a joke, like you kind of in your mind, you're like, oh, I think this will work in front of an audience, but you never know. Like it could be a hilarious bit, or it could be a total dud. So th- when I say I really don't know how the shows are going to go, I- I'm not just like fucking around. Like it could <laughs> really be bad. So, <laughs> All right, hey. Well, and so that I got a question exciting. on that note, like. I, I feel like everybody has had some experience with, like, a presentation you had to give in high school or, like, screwing up something in front of people. Like, how what does it feel like to just lay an egg on stage? Like, ha- have you had a lot of – I feel like most comedians have some kind of story about, yeah, I totally bombed at this club or at this event. or what, like, How bad does that feel? <laughs> like, what is that about? I don't know. Imagine a horse kicking you in the chest and your mother shitting in your face. <laughs> okay, good. I love how you preface that by saying, I don't know, but it's like this. Yeah. No, I did, uh, look, I did improv for a long time. It's one of my great shames. And I would bomb, I would bomb an improv, but like, it was kind of fun because like, you're with a team and you can kind of like, oh, they didn't like my horse character. But then, like, when you bomb in stand-up, the audience is like, we don't like you specifically. (laughs) Your thoughts, your vibe, your voice, boo. Boo to you. So, like, you really experience, like, the lows and the highs very differently in stand-up. I'd say it's a little more of a, I don't want to say emotional roller coaster, but, like, you get what I'm saying. The highs and lows are a little more, there's more distance between them. And uh, in the beginning of stand-up, you have a lot more lows than you do highs. So the, really the beginning, the first couple of years, is just getting used to bombing and like not being afraid of silence. And then once you fear it less, it starts happening less, which is you just get better. And you can't fake, you can't fake confidence as a comedian. The only way to get it is to not to walk through the gates of hell feel what it's like to have that horrible bomb and know like you'll be alive a day later you know mm-hmm. that's yeah crazy is that poignant that was that was deep that was very poignant yeah and it's just it's it further underscores why i will never in ever uh get on stage to do anything because i i could i know i couldn't i couldn't handle that like just hearing you talk about that i'm getting like that stage fright anxiety pit in my stomach feeling 
There's no way. I, yeah. I, I would never be able to handle it. Ryan's a Twitter comedian. Yeah. I'm, I'm good for like three tweet, three likes and a retweet every once in a while. <laughs> like that's that's the extent of my ha-has. You pussy. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. Can't confirm. Can't, can't confirm. Ryan, if I don't see you, if I don't see your ass up there at this <laughs> right. show. I'm not fucking around with you, dude. I'm not serious. No, I know. I don't care. I don't care. What if, what if, Eric, what if you double down? You're like, no, actually. No, like, but for real. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually going to call you out no, during I'm my set. The one, I'm the one being a pussy. I'm like, I didn't mean it. Have yeah. me back. Right, yeah. Ooh, good point. Good point. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's great. Well, um, yeah, so do you want to run down some of the do – I don't know if you have the list in front of you, like all the places you're going to be, or um, I can look that up. Course, need be. <laughs> uh, well, I kind of rem- I think I remember off the top of my head. Um, Monday, May third, I'm on. A, I'm like doing a show for like Polish veterans or something. Nice. Okay. I don't know. I some guy gave me 15 minutes in front of like I'm assuming it's going to be like dudes in wheelchairs being like USA. <laughs> like in I can't do a but, Polish but saying, accent, but whatever a Polish accent would be. They'll be saying and USA, then, uh, but in Polish. Yeah, whatever that is. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I think my grandmother was Polish, so like I should feel some sort of kinship, uh, but I don't. Um, and then the second night, I'm doing something called I think it's like Late Night Laughs in yep. Akron, the eight thirty show on Wednesday. I'm doing something in Beechwood, which I'm told is East Cleveland. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, people, yeah. if people are like in the Cleveland area, that's going to be a good show to go to. And then Thursday night is the uh, Rubber City Comedy Festival at the Funny Stop in. Uh, Cuyahoga Falls. Am I saying that right? Cuyahoga. Cuyahoga. Yeah. Cuyahoga Falls. Cuyahoga uh, Falls is beautiful. Yeah. But different place. Cuyahoga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Different from Cuyahoga Falls. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and then I'm back at that same club on a Saturday night. So those are the shows. And if you go on my website again, EricHelwick.com, yeah. it's like you can just click on whatever works for your schedule and just yeah, grab a seat and. Also, I'm telling everybody, if you come out to a show, like, fucking let me know you're there so I can come say hi afterwards yeah. and give you COVID. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Just cough right in the mouth. All right, Eric. I, uh, I do have a question, not to cut you off. Um, so, big comedy fan as well. And today I was watching Andrew uh, Schultz, Tim Dillon, just kind of how they deal with hecklers. I'm sure you've dealt with hecklers in the past. And uh, are you prepared to deal with any more coming up uh, in your future shows? And I guess stories where you've dealt with hecklers. Like, what's that experience like from the perspective of a comedian? Um, yeah, heckling is is just a part of doing stand up. I mean, if you're, I don't if you're getting like no hecklers, it means you're probably like not saying anything worth listening to. Like, usually hecklers are like, I'd say usually hecklers are just drunk. But like, <clears throat> fun fun hecklers are when you say something and somebody has a visceral reaction that they're like not even intending to. So those are enjoyable. Like I like those moments in stand up. When I, yeah, whenever it's whenever somebody's drunk, uh, usually they kind of hang themselves if you just give them enough rope. Mm-hmm. And I always kind of leave it up to the audience. I'll be honest, like sometimes you'll have audiences that suck and if a drunk dude's heckling, you just be like, "Yeah, let's just listen to that guy." If you're if like the, the audience will tell you if they want the heckler gone or if they're just Sometimes the audience are assholes, in which case you're like, okay, let the heckler win. I don't give a shit. Like, it's kind of like a, you kind of learn as you go through stand-up, like, 
when something's not going well, if it's your fault or if it's the audience's fault, uh, in the beginning, you always assume you, you always guess wrong. You're like, if you're bombing, you're like, it's my fault. It's them. And if you're saying it's their fault, you like watch a tape back of yourself and you're speaking in pig Latin and mumbling your setups. <laughs> so like that just takes time to know when, oh, something's wrong with this room. Like these people suck. Like when that's the case, you, I don't to deal. I, I don't like deal with a heckler to like salve the guilt of a shitty audience. Like I'll, if, if, if an audience sucks, I'll let the experience suck for them. I'm not doing a good job. Selling my shows right now. Uh, <laughs> let, let me let me try that answer again. I'll make it fun. I've never had hecklers. Yeah, no, like you get like heckler. Like I said, like it, it really depends too. Some people think they're helping the show, mm. and they just kind of need to be like quickly put in their place, and then it's over. But sometimes somebody's really out to ruin the experience, and then it's almost like. The audience kind of bears a little bit of responsibility for being like, get this dude out of here, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Would you say most of the time it ruins a show or maybe adds to the experience a little bit? I guess it depends on the extent of the heckler and how far they keep it going. Most of the time, in your cases, where, where you've dealt with hecklers, does it yeah. kind of ruin the vibe for a little bit? Or you just you deal with it, you get some laughs out of it, and move on? Deal with it, get some laughs, and move on. It, 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 a heckler's never ruined a show that didn't already suck. That's the best way to say it. If it's a good show and someone starts heckling and you're a good comedian, you can handle it. Mm-hmm. It's like when it's a bad show and the audience sucks and then someone heckles, you're like, why even, why even bother? What, what am I saving it for? Mm-hmm. Like, like sometimes, like one time I did a show in, I won't, I won't say where I did a show. I'm not going <laughs> to sell anybody out, but I did a show within 10 seconds of being on stage. I saw a dude, pull out his dick and start peeing into a Coke Zero bottle. Oh, my God. Yikes. And that's my the bad. show where you're like, once that happens and nobody else in the audience reacts, you're like, I will not make it. I'm not going to tell a joke. I'm not going to try to make people feel more comfortable with what's happening. We're all just going to listen to the sound of this man's urine hitting the bottom of a plastic <laughs> there you Zero go. bottle. And it'll be a lesson. It'll be a lesson for all of you for being a bad audience. (laughs) So don't pee in any cups during Eric's set. And if someone does, call them out. Yeah. That was like a show where they, uh, that was a show where they like had fucked up the venue that was supposed to do a show. So they're like, we'll just do it downstairs. And downstairs was a bar that let in homeless people. So it was just, it it was the, the gnarliest night. (laughs) <laughs> I've ever done comedy. Like, I mean, all the comics on the show, we were getting drunk and laughing about it afterwards. Like, so it ended up being like a thing where, as bad as the experience was, uh, it ended up being kind of like a fun memory. Like, I made friends that night that I still like talk to, just based on how shitty our time was in that <laughs> bar. Trauma bonding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like, there was a silver lining to how bad that one went. Good stuff. Cool. Let's see here. So do you do you do a lot of uh, like crowd interaction during your set? Like say like to kind of supplement it. Like uh, you see somebody in the crowd and you're like, "Hey, look at that guy!" And just start like talking about him or something. Uh, not really. No. no I mean, sometimes like, I say stuff that makes people want to like yell back at me. Um, but that's because like I, I think that's because I've spent the last eleven years in New York and LA, which mm. I don't know if you guys have heard, they lean a little left, just a little, <laughs> just a smidge. A little bit left. And they're kind of, 
PC, yeah. I would say. Not, not the best, uh, not the best place for like comedy and like you know, whatever, whatever my politics are, somewhere in the center of. So like my politics are where like when I go home and talk to my Republican father, he thinks I'm Che Guevara. <laughs> yeah. Somebody in LA, they look at me like I'm Attila the Hun. So I'm just like, I'm called a human being. Which means, yes. Yes. Which means half of my sets, I just like I'll have a joke and I'm like I know that joke is funny and the audience doesn't laugh and I'm like. Fuck you, woke pussies. And that's like that is definitely like tinged a little bit of my <laughs> my comedy, we'll say, in the last couple of years. But it's not intentional. Like I'm not trying to, I'm not like trying to shock people or or say things to. Like I'm not intentionally trying to hurt anybody's feelings. It's just like you have to be authentic on stage and whatever that however that makes people feel is how it makes it feel. Once you say yeah. something, it's not yours anymore. Right. So right. like, I, I don't go, I, I never go out being like, I'm really going to fuck with people in the audience. Like that's not, like I'd rather just tell my jokes and you know, whatever, work on whatever I'm trying to work on. But I've just found lately that like you, sometimes you just have to address an audience if they're, uh, you know, if they're not giving you your respect. That's yeah, right. for sure. Um, Shout out Rodney Dangerfield. Is there any? I don't. I, I don't know if you want to get into the specifics, but is there any any cities or states where you found people react to your type of humor better than other states? Um. Yeah. I mean, look. I don't. Look. I, I don't want to make it sound like I'm more famous than I am. I, I I pay to go to comedy festivals. I don't get paid to go tour. Or anything. I got you. Yeah. 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 Uh, but like when we would traveled across the country to move to. Um, to move to LA from New York, I did a bunch of shows. Like, like I did a show in uh, Nashville at one point. I think I did a show in Austin, and I I just love the crowds in the middle of the country. Like, yeah. it's really, it it just it, it's very different. It almost feels like, especially in LA, I'll say like it almost feels like when you're doing stand up, it's like you're running with weights. You're like you really kind of have to walk the audience through jokes. So that they let, they can give themselves permission to laugh at anything. Like everybody's trying to be a writer on Kimmel, so nobody wants to laugh. At it. <laughs> but like when you go to the middle of the country, it's just people that like have jobs mm. that like go out to see a comedy show and are happy to be there, and they're not like as in their head about like you know they, they let they let their laughter be a an involuntary <sighs> response to something funny, which is what comedy used to be until uh relatively recently so yeah just generally speaking anytime i do a festival and i'm in like middle of the country i have a great time like i I, there's nowhere that i've been that i've been like oh fuck i never want to come back to north carolina no it's like everywhere (laughs) i go yeah good it's fun like i'm at the place in stand-up now where like i'm excited to go to new places and uh you know, meet people in different parts of the country, even just doing like, I think I probably said this to you guys, even just doing podcasting, yeah. which I started pandemic. I've done like maybe, um, I don't know, like 25, 30 podcasts in the last year. Um, but I, and I've been thinking of you the whole time. You guys, uh, <laughs> just about on you emotionally. <laughs> and, uh, it's just cool. Like, We're two like, of you, the 25. 
it sounds so stupid, but like I'll talk, I'll do a, I did a podcast for like these, uh, these guys in Wisconsin and they were like, Hey, yo, what do you think of the Packers? I can't do the voice, but I was just like, that's your fuck. <laughs> you just sound like that all the time. Like it's so <laughs> I did Australian dudes podcast and I was like, you live in fucking Australia. Like you, it's like you're in the future. That's how far away you are. <laughs> like, yeah. You just live in the future. Like, That's so that hilarious. kind of stuff is just exciting. And like podcasting has been a really cool way to almost feel like I'm, it sounds corny, but like virtually touring the country a little bit during yeah. the pandemic sure. yeah. is you just, I've just, I've just met people from all over and I feel like, yeah, like, you know, no joke. Like when I come to you guys there, it'd be great to see you guys out because like, yeah, we've spent two hours by the end of this chat, and it'd be great to like meet people in real life. But yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'd never get. It's weird. I, my goal is to do that. Like all the yeah. Hollywood stuff is fine, but like that's extra. The fun part is getting on a plane, driving or flying into the middle of the country, and like doing a weekend. Like that's what I want to be spending my time doing. For sure. And, and I forgot if you'd said this last time, but have you ever been to the Akron, Cleveland area before? No. Oh, cool. So this is the first time. Nice. It'd be the first time. It's too bad yeah. you're not coming in this week with the with the draft being here. Uh, you well, Look, you guys picked me for the worst possible episode because like, I don't – I have like a, a anti-bias uh, – I have a bias against the draft. Oh. Just because like – no, just because everybody gets so in, like you, I I can hear you guys before we're starting. You're like, well, what if the Browns move up? Everybody's talking like they work for the team. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, just fucking get Wait. the fastest guy. Get Wait, the fastest guy. you didn't know we were the Browns' official Cross podcast? Right. And I hope it works. What's up? I said you didn't know we were the Browns' official podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, like no, it's, it's like everybody. No, everybody gets so, like literally like. I had a bunch of, uh, you know, just like you guys, I've been talking to a lot of other shows online and like just chatting on Twitter and Instagram and been like, hey, man, we want to have you on our show. We'd love to have a comic. But like after the draft, you know, I've got a lot of work to do prepping for the draft. And I'm like, for who? For you? (laughs) Well, hey, who's checking your who's checking your work? Take a night off. This is how you know that we do no prep work because yeah. you're on the episode the week of the draft. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, look, I've just, I just, I like, I remember when I was a kid, um, my my dad went to West Point and there was like Donovan McNabb's senior year. It was, uh, they Syracuse played Army and Army was good that year and Syracuse was like the only good team they were going to play. Cause there, it was like Army was good, but they were beating colgate and holy cross and the school for the deaf and like they just weren't <laughs> playing anybody. little sisters of the poor yeah. <laughs> yeah and then they played syracuse and it was like oh my god this is the year army's gonna beat a ranked team and they lost like 52 to one they somehow <laughs> scored one point you're describing like, like, you're describing the 2016-17 cleveland browns yes sure uh, and anyway, so anyway, there was like a play where at the like Donovan McNabb ran for 102 yards for a touchdown, and like the Army players are running behind him. He turned back and gave him like a fake salute, 
And I would have been like 11 or 12. He got like an unsportsmanlike penalty. And my dad was like my flipping his shit. He was like, this <laughs> son of a bitch. And he's just losing his mind. And so then that year, the Eagles were going to draft McNabb. That was like, will they draft McNabb or Ricky Williams? And like the whole like, uh, the whole like, uh, he got booed. Remember like McNabb got booed and they never let him yeah. live it down. And I remember I wrote to, I went to, on eagles.com. And I wrote, I was 13, I was 13, and I wrote, please don't draft Donovan McNabb. He's been very disrespectful to the troops. <laughs> please, please consider drafting, and this, and I said this too, I said, please consider drafting Achilles Smith. I think his pocket mobility will translate at the next level. And so then, like, you know, two years later, McNabb's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Achilles Smith sucks. And I was like, I'm done with the draft. That was my, <laughs> that was my foray into trying to help the team out. Now I just, like, re- you know, I just read who we drafted the day after. So speaking of which, so what are the Eagles going to do then? <laughs> I, who gives a shit? I don't <laughs> I'm going to watch. It doesn't matter who they draft. If they drafted me. I would I wouldn't know until the next day. <laughs> I don't know. But but the other thing is like nobody nobody really even the people who like study the draft the most like don't really know. And none of us are right. doing it like that. Like who's really like looking at college tape and like watching the way a receiver comes out of his breaks yeah. and being like, "Ooh, that's going to We're we're all it's all it's the way people talk about politics. It's like they see a fucking little banner on the bottom of cnn they memorize it so they can like get shitty with their friend later at dinner yes. and then they just go bam thing i thing i remember hearing right. well, and like, like everybody every... everybody's like a, an inch deep and a mile wide nobody knows anything <laughs> really so true. other than like a little preference or like you saw a guy in college beat a team that you don't that you don't like and that's why you want that guy yeah yeah so like, yeah. i just acknowledge i don't know shit you know, that said, uh, you know, I, I guess, I don't know, the Eagles are six. I think they have the sixth pick. Maybe they traded back. I don't remember. You know, hopefully they get a receiver because their receivers suck. But I don't know who the receivers are. Yeah, they you know? they actually, they traded back with the Dolphins. I think they're drafting like 12th now. Oh. All I, all I care about for my podcast is which teams draft a quarterback because then I can feel, <laughs> I can yeah. feel outraged for the now new backup. Yeah, it's just my show's all about. Yeah, my show's all about just blindly supporting the backup. Yeah, it's, so there you go. It's just giving you more uh, more material. Yeah, no, I've already said. You know, I'm gonna have free Gardner Minshew T-shirts <laughs> as soon as Trevor Lawrence gets drafted, and I'm gonna be like, I demand that the Jaguars start Gardner Minshew over Trevor Lawrence and commit to him long term. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, oh, yeah, no, but but back to your uh, back to your point about people. Everybody saying uh, how they watch tape of all these guys, but what they're really doing is just going on uh, YouTube and pulling up these uh, mixtape highlight videos, which all start with this sound effect, <laughs> which is a bunch of a uh, bunch of their quote highlight plays, and that's the quote unquote tape that they watch. Yeah, I mean, I remember my brother in college had a roommate who wanted to be, uh, I, I don't know what you would call it, like an NFL front office guy, and he would really learn shit about players. Like, he 
he was like writing for a couple publications, like probably like blog stuff, but I mean, he like really knew his stuff. And I remember, uh, he was kind of talking to me about it at some point, like when we were drinking, like it was like my brother's birthday or something. After five minutes, even usually when somebody, usually when anybody talks about a thing they know really well and they're passionate about, I can listen to somebody talk about cross stitching or like making a neckerchief. Like you just kind of like their excitement kind of rubs off on you, even if you have no interest in the topic. What's crazy is like, I like football. This guy really knew what he was talking about. And after five minutes, I wanted to blow my brains out. I was like, dude, stop. I do not care about Tebow's 40 time. I don't care. Like, stop talking about it. So, so it's weird. I don't know why, but it's like it just for some reason particularly annoys me. But that said, get into your draft coverage. Let's hear what you guys think is going to happen. <laughs> Let's do it. Ryan, how much tape have you been watching? I've watched so much. I, I have done at least four mock drafts today. I even actually traded with the – I'm not even Wait, kidding. is this I, serious? I did that at work. I was just dicking around. I didn't know you – So oh, I oh, found, oh, are you sure you weren't being serious? No, I was I was, I was was doing some little drafty, drafty drafts, and, it you know, it's funny because, like, I found myself getting sucked in, and all I was doing was, like – taking the best guy available i wasn't doing anything all i was i was just a, i was a monkey pushing a button saying yup the computer says that guy's the guy to take i don't like i don't know what i'm doing like top ranked player I, yeah, left I, yeah i was like now nah, that guy looks good according to what ryan you don't i'm like i don't know the the number next the to tape his name. you watched yeah all that film i did so i don't know i have my thoughts on what the browns will do i do i do legitimately think that we've got a shot at drafting up we have so many draft picks i don't think we're gonna take nine rookies this year um, but with that being said, trade up for what? It's it's we're so late in the draft. Trade up for what? Right. <laughs> yeah, we're we're not used to picking this late, so we're gonna have to wait to see, like what's gonna happen in that top ten. There you go. I still like that sound is like so universal. Like I, I every time I hear that, I'm like, what's yeah. ha- something's happening. It's like almost like a uh, like you get like a little cringe. Just because mm-hmm. of our draft history, when you hear that right. sound, right? Yeah, because normally we're taking nothing but like future backups. <laughs> that's that's what we do. We take future backups way too high. Um, Are you guys got to feel weird that you're like not the first pick? Yeah, it's like yeah, go figure. territory. Go figure. The the year the draft is in Cleveland, we we're gonna have to wait around till like eleven thirty at night just to hear our uh, pick being called. Yeah. Yeah, it's super strange, and it's really cool what they've done with downtown. Um, I don't know, I don't know how quickly they're going to dismantle things, but when you are here, if you have some time to check out Cleveland, because I, I know like the the stage is going to come down. I don't know how quickly that'll be, but it sounds like they're going to have some really cool stuff going on, um, like the the all, all the stuff going on in the stadium. You know, fans can go kick field goals and you know see how unathletic you are. <laughs> Yeah. Um, like the. I, you I think guys you, ever tried to kick an extra point? Yes. <laughs> it's really hard. Really hard. Yeah. It's real. I got like two and ten, and I'm and like the two barely cleared. Like that is not easy were at the, all. Were the two you made toe pokes? Wait, what's a toe poke? Like you kick <laughs> it with your toe. Uh, I remember. I remember my foot really hurting after. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was chaos. Whatever, whatever I did was accidental. Nothing was in, nothing was planned. So I, if it, if that's what got it over the bar, then you know whatever it takes. I have a uh, I, ha- I have a buddy of mine who is convinced that toe poking, like the way they used to kick field goals in the '60s, is the way to go because he made one once and like <laughs> one time. Yeah, and like uh, 
every time he sees a field goal kicker miss a field goal, he's like, "You should have toe poked it." I'm like, "You're you're a freaking moron." Yeah, well, that, that's why every kicker would every kicker would have like a broken big toe by yeah. week three. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Kicking field goals is not not easy. I mean, field goal kickers get a lot of a uh, lot of crap thrown towards them if they miss like one field goal in a season, but it's like. <laughs> It's insanely hard to kick field goals. Yeah. Yeah. If I was a field goal kicker and, like, I missed a kick and then my coach – like, so many head coaches would be like, should have made that – like, they'll just be, like, kind of assholes in the press yeah. conference. I would just walk up and slug my coach in the face <laughs> and be like, you fat asshole. This shit's hard. Now, if may, you- I- like, like, like they'll, get, they'll get pissed at somebody who's, like, hit, like, every – like, Morton Anderson – could hit like 50 field goals in a row and then he'll miss one in the playoffs from 38 yards in the win. The people are like, fucking choke artist. It's like, okay, the quarterback doesn't complete every pass. Like what's, what is wrong with you? Like they're athletes. Sometimes you miss. Well, you yeah, field goal kickers get no love. You, uh, you should know, uh, the, the current Browns kicker pretty well. He helped you guys win a playoff game a couple years ago. By hitting both the upright and the crossbar in the same kick to uh, uh don't, don't say his name. I know his name because uh, he was on the Eagles too. It's a uh, Parky. Yep. There you go. Parkey. Ding ding ding. The double doink. We had uh for about two thirds of this season we had a, a fan club uh, that we made for Parky called the Parky's Posse, and uh, that was until he started shanking every other kick left or right in the oh come on back half of the season. <laughs> and, and- the thing if i look up his stats right now i bet he hit like 85 percent. probably goals. probably probably that's probably dead on yeah probably but, but you, you just prove my point well, just get, you just like two kicks when you were paying attention you're like this exactly. guy fuck exactly uh, <laughs> exactly <laughs> dude i i like i'm glad that he because that double doink was so fucking amazing when it happened it was the best <laughs> It was really the best. It was like I don't want to say try that joke in Chicago. Obviously, the Super Bowl was like the best Eagles moment of my life. But I think the double doink is second because it was Foles again. Yep. And it was like so unexpected. They really didn't deserve to win the game. And just like that look of the the uh, I can't think of his name, but the the Bears coach just like being like (laughs) for like a solid fifteen seconds afterwards. I was like. That that was that was the magic of Nick Foles as quarterback yep. for the Eagles as, as a coach going for 15 seconds after a game. It was just so perfect. I felt yeah. But I was gonna say I was happy that Parky like didn't have to like go live in a dungeon and like kill himself like Ray Finkel. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he didn't <laughs> Finkel it. Like he got another shot. And uh, you know whatever. I, I I bet he's I bet he's a decent kicker. Hi, I'm looking for Ray Finkel and a clean pair of shorts. Um, yeah, that's from Ace Ventura. Shut up, Jimmy. You don't have a, you don't have a mic for a reason. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of I'm kind of with you about the whole draft this year. I mean, obviously it's exciting for us because it's in Cleveland, but having the 26th pick, which is don't get me wrong, is fantastic because that means we're actually good. Like I find, I've found myself caring the least amount I ever have for the draft this year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you guys are, uh, you guys have sucked for so long. <laughs> the draft has been like such so important. 
Yep. It's I mean, it's in, embrace that it doesn't matter anymore. That's right. That's yeah. a good thing. That's what I was talking about with a buddy earlier today. Is that like we could literally like not do the draft. Like the, we could literally not have, make a single pick, and we're still going to likely be in contention to win our division, make the playoffs, and possibly make a run uh, at the that's AFC cool. like title. Like that's that's pretty damn cool. And so yeah, at this point, you know I. You know, as much as I want to like analyze, well, we should go pick up, you know, draft, draft this guy or that guy, or trade up for this thing or that. Like, honestly, at this point, our front office has done a damn good job. Just keep trusting the smart people that they're going to keep doing things that make sense. And you know, I've probably got my preferences as to what positions to target. I mean, for me, it's definitely defense here in Cleveland. Like, whatever they're doing, I'm hoping that most of this draft is focused on defense. But which means they're going to trade up and draft a wide receiver. Probably. Like, they, I mean, I bet you we take somebody like on the offensive line, like interior. <laughs> no, seriously. Like, we're going to have a bunch of guys. Like, a bunch of our offensive line is going to come up in the next couple years, and some of them, like Batonio and Treader, they they've been around for a little while. Like, we might need some interior offensive line. Maybe we take a third round pick. We have a couple third rounders, so maybe we take a, an offensive lineman higher than we would expect. You know, like those kind of things are probably going to surprise us. But big picture, man, like a couple a couple defensive guys that could likely be starters within a year or two, and we're set. Let's call it a day. Yeah, we're in the we're like 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 Eric said, we've we've sucked for so long. We're in the uncharted territory of like legitimately not sucking, mm-hmm. which is great. Who's got it? <laughs> Who's got a better roster than the Browns? Like, on like the Chiefs, the Chiefs, the Bills, the Bucks, maybe the Bills, the Bucks, maybe. Yeah, maybe the Bills. Yeah, Chiefs, Bucks. Um, I mean, we're certainly top five. I mean, a lot of people say the Ravens, but they've lost a ton this year in free agency. So I don't think you can put them as far as rosters go. I mean, mm-hmm. I know Lamar Jackson won the MVP two years ago, but um, they've lost a lot, especially on defense. Um, yeah, I mean. The Chiefs, the Bucks, the the Bills are up there. Um, yeah, it's not it's not it's not too many. So it's just going to be a case of uh, how Stefanski coaches in his second year and uh, how Baker continues to progress. I remember one of you did not like Baker. Who did, who didn't like Baker? Uh, that would, probably Jordan. That would be, that would be Jordan. Yeah. He went to o- OU. Yeah, me and Ryan are like uh, driving the Baker Mayfield. Uh, uh, fan bus. Yeah, I was gonna say I, I, don't, like think, I don't think anyone else on here does. <laughs> no, yeah. You do like him, you said. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, sure. But I again, like my my analysis is as deep as like he seems like seems like a nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd get a beer with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like when people are like voting for president, they're like, I bet he would care. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I bet he would care. Yeah. No, I don't know. Like, like I I thought he played. Uh, I thought he kind of like stepped up at the end of the season for the Browns. Like they had a couple. I mean, they had must-win games, kind of because they like didn't they lose to like somebody with no wins or something. Yeah, like, we lost. Like, we lost to the Jets. That's what it was. When yeah, like, they like our entire yeah. every single wide receiver on our roster got COVID. Okay. So we we had we had our tight ends lining up at wide receiver, and uh, like running back, we had like running backs lining up as wide receiver and. Guys that we literally picked up uh, off of the street that we activated and uh, started that obviously had no idea like what plays we run. They were just, you know, Baker was just trying to, you know, that thing you did when you were a kid where you'd like call a huddle when you're playing football and you draw up a play on your hand, like, okay, you go this way, you go deep, you go this way. That's like what Baker was doing that game. 
Eric, I think I saw you out there as a wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah, man. I uh, Two catches, 14 yards. Yeah. A touchdown, too, right? Pretty good. I, I, was, remember, I, I remember that. I was, it was my glory days. <laughs> I loved it. Speaking of COVID, what, what, is, uh, what, what is the vibe there? I'm curious as I, I'll be there in like a week. Are you uh, guys, are, are people... Are people done with it? I'd say, I think for the most part, yeah. yeah. People are pretty yes much no. done with it. I think there's definitely a, a good amount of people that are still like, um, they're sick of it, but they're still like serious about taking precautions. I would say like we're in, we're in between probably like Texas and Florida, and like, I mean this New is York, this yeah. is the complete extremes. So, so I don't know how good of a gauge this is, but you know Texas and Florida are completely open, and then like you know where you are, L.A. and then New York or still like you know Let, let's put it this way there are some bars that don't care what you're doing or how many people are in the bar and there's other places where it's like very normal to wear your mask and be only at a table so it's just yeah it's it's a mix yeah. i'd say it's a mix yeah i think dan said it perfectly it's kind of like in between other the other extremes well let me let me uh let me tell you what it's like here. Uh, people speak Russian, call each other comrade, and <laughs> when they try to open up a bar without seating. So I'm looking. For, I mean, look, I felt bad because like I wanted to do the show live with you guys next week, and I was like, uh, yeah. it's still not super safe because my wife's immunocompromised. So I just felt like the liberal cuck being like safety first. <laughs> but like, generally speaking. I'm excited to just be in a place that is open, you know, because like even even as stuff gets better with COVID, like the differences here are not really you don't really feel them that much, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. I'd say you right. feel it's pretty comfortable over here. Yeah. You, like you, most right. an average bar night or an average out, you know, night out, it's going to feel pretty normal. Minus like, OK, put your mask on when you go to the bathroom or something like that. But, you know, yeah. Yeah, we. Yeah, but just uh, when you're getting a golden shower, not like. A well, yeah, we. Good, good. I'm glad you clarified that. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> I mean, you shouldn't need to clarify. We well, all I was going to bring up it's something just, about just what me and Ryan did on Saturday, but never mind. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah. What did you guys? Wait. What's going on? No. So, uh, just talking about the whole mask thing. Ryan and I were at a brewery on Saturday, and some guy, Ooh. some guy, we were sitting at the bar, and some guy walked behind us to walk to the bathroom, but probably just forgot to put his mask on and the bartender was like sir sir please put your mask on if you're going to go into the bathroom and he was like oh 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 sorry i left it back at my table yeah so you'll see that from time to time right yeah <laughs> yikes <laughs> yikes Dude, again if you if like like the law in california was if you see your neighbor walking their dog without a mask you're allowed to kill them so <laughs> Snitch that's, Yeah, that's wow. the craziest part to me is Yo, like when when people are getting on top of something. Like you're at a park, you're walking right, your dog, right, you're you're. Right. There's nobody within a hundred feet of you, and someone just decides to lose their marbles. I just yeah. To me, yeah, to me, lot. the whole outside thing is like really like I can understand if you're inside in a in like a small crowded type place, but if you're outside, like to get on anybody for not wearing a mask is pretty ridiculous. Yeah, I feel like yeah, I kind of feel the same way. I think the science is kind of like settled on when you're outside and maintaining decent distance from people. But like, you know, what's funny is like during this whole COVID thing, uh, uh, as I 
said my, my wife's immunocompromised so like we we did have to be safe so like even yeah, as sure. i was yeah, like oh, absolutely even as i was like starting to get sick of it and be like i just need to fucking go to a restaurant like i just wanted to like wanted it to be over like i was like really looking at places like florida and texas very like enviously even those people would be like open it up kids should be in school you know except for like immunocompromised eric and liz stay in the house but the rest of you <laughs> like even right-wing psychopaths were telling me to stay at home with my wife so i was like so i, I feel like even though i have like a feeling of like this needs to be over and loosened up like i've, I've behaved as stringently as anybody in yeah, the country yeah, to be honest. For like sure. just, be, just because of our situation so it, it's been a it's been a fun way to drive myself completely insane. Hey, it might make for good material. I don't know. So, are you going to be like uh, Rogan and move the bring in the backups uh, studio to Austin, Texas? <laughs> if, if my wife hears you say that, you, she, you're going to watch her come in here and put me to sleep. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> okay. uh... No, we're not moving to Austin, Texas. <laughs> you know, like, because it'd be, it's a whole other place to move and like. Right. It's like we just moved here, you know. We got a condo here. Like, it's not. It was, I don't know. I don't have a good reason to stay here other than I don't want to move again. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah, hey, a, hey, that's reason I've enough. I moved a lot when I was a kid. Yeah. It's only been three years, and honestly, with the podcast, it's like, at least with the podcast, it's. I feel like I can talk to anybody. You know, like, it like location doesn't really matter that much for right. what I'm doing. So because of that, it's like the only reason to live in the middle of the country is if you're really touring a lot, it's an easier flight to get to either coast from the middle than from all the way on the West Coast. Sure. But like I said, don't tour that much. So like right now, the best thing to do is like hang out, enjoy some Mexican food. It's pretty good here. Nice. Uh, build up the podcast. And then, you know, once I'm if I'm touring 200 dates a year, maybe it's a conversation. But, you know, that's we're not there yet. Soon enough. Okay, so speaking of uh, bringing the backups, tell me, I got to listen to this. Uh, this episode, your newest episode just came out today, right, with Kellen Clemens? Kellen Clemens, yes. Tell me a little bit about the title, Kellen Clemens Isn't in Antifa. <laughs> oh, well, I, because I was reading about him, and they were like, he's a cat, he herds cattle in <laughs> eastern Oregon. And I was like, I literally thought Oregon was like one half was Antifa, and then the other half was the Proud Boys, and they just meet in Portland every weekend. <laughs> and like assholes, and like we all get to like pretend we're on somebody's side and secretly root for the other one. And like it's like I, I was just kind of amazed. I was like, oh, I didn't even realize there were like farmers in Oregon. I got maybe that's like a dumb thought, but I was just I was just surprised that he wasn't in Antifa. I don't know. <laughs> He's one of the guys jumping out of the back of the U-Haul truck that they're. Uh, giving signs to to start go protesting who knows man he's he's like a super what i know about him is he's a super religious guy like when i did my little google research five seconds before we started recording there you go he's like very catholic which i am you know i'm a practicing catholic um very religious i mean i don't believe in god or any of that horse shit i'm just weird about <laughs> sex <laughs> me is catholic oh uh, is it i was actually having that conversation with my wife recently where like she was like why do you say you're catholic i'm like because 
every time I'm done having sex, I feel like I did something wrong. Like, is it that? <laughs> like, for real. Like, are, are, are any of you guys Catholic? Ne- I'm, negative. I'm, I'm, no. I'm, uh, I'm Protestant, so that's even, uh, you know, yeah. worse, can, just depending on, uh, you know, what your beliefs are. But. Well, you just, you just know how, like, there's some religions, like, like, uh, like Judaism. Like, you can be Jewish yeah. and not believe yeah. in any type of, like, dogma. Like, I, get, yeah. I just kind of feel like Catholicism, like, people go raised Catholic, and that, like, implies that, you know, they talk to a nun about masturbating at some point. <laughs> but, like, to me, there's, like, cultural Catholic, which just means you're ridden with guilt, yep. and yeah. it like, is a big operating factor in your life. And I, and I don't, I don't know, I feel like I, like I want to bring that, I want to, like, start that. I want to be like, you. if you start were raised Catholic, yeah. Catholic, yeah. <laughs> For sure, yeah. Right? It's a Judeo-Christian uh, worldview. Yeah, yeah. I get that. Did you, uh, Judeo, oh, Ben Shapiro over here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wet-ass no. P-word. No, please yeah. don't. Please don't call me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it's fun to make fun right. of everybody. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, can, we, can we also talk about the uh, picture that you posted of uh, um, your awesome haircut that you got? Holy shit! You saw that, man. Yeah, oh, you saw that. Yeah, what was going on with that? You get? Can you guys see it? Like it's better now. Nice, a little, nice. Bit, a little bit better. There you like, go. A little bit better. <laughs> Fuck you. You would have looked like before, dude. She she didn't cut the top part of my hair, so it was just coming off the back like a boat. Like like weird. Like, like, I think I talked about it on the podcast. I had like a rat tail, <laughs> and, and my wife, you know, like I don't know, like if you ever seen somebody get a bad haircut and they go, "What do you think?" It's really hard in the moment to go, "Your haircut stinks." Right, That's a, that right, is a right. shitty haircut. <laughs> right. Like usually, you like you have to find a way to say it politely. But my wife was like, to her credit, I was like, "What do you think?" She was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> What? What is wrong? Is that a real haircut? Like she was immediately. <laughs> is that lost. a real haircut? <laughs> Which is a. She had the one hundred percent correct response because, like, in my head, I was like, maybe it's not as bad as I think it is. Maybe I just need to take a shower and, like, maybe some of that is like hair that's already been cut that's gonna just come out in the shower. But she was like, no, that's the worst cut. We need to fix it right now. And so I, whatever, I got a little bit of. I kind of cut my own. I fixed the. I thought about writing them a shitty Yelp review, and I was like, half the fucking country lost their jobs. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just not going to go to that place anymore. But it was a it was a legendary bad haircut. Way to be right. way to be a good Catholic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think that's the right move, right? Like it t- it takes a special kind of asshole. Yeah. To write yeah, I agree. Hundred percent. Shitty no. Yelp review yeah. after 14 months of nobody working. Like, yeah. I just, <laughs> Yeah. Let's let's wait for uh, Dogecoin to go through the moon, but go to the moon before we start leaving bad Yelp reviews. Oh my god! This is like the fourth time you've brought up uh, Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, you uh, you into the hey hey. I, no, well, I I so my brother's really big into it, and so I I dabbled. I put a little bit of money in uh, this week, and I bought it. I bought Bitcoin at like its high, where it was at like sixty three thousand or whatever, and then it nosedived. So I'm. I'm texting my brother like every hour, like, dude, what the hell's going on? What the, what's going on? <laughs> like, like, what is going on? And like today, it had like a good day, so I'm feeling I'm feeling decent about it. 
it, it, you know it's it's a long term thing though, man. You don't gotta oh, you don't gotta live and die by it day by day. It's gonna give you a heart attack. Oh, I know. Trust me. Like, <laughs> throw it in there. We like we've had we've been putting into Bitcoin. I think we put like thirty five bucks a month for the last couple of years. Yeah. And just like there's been a couple of times where like, ooh, do we pull it now? But we're like everything Hold we it. read just says five to ten years from now it's yep. gonna hit a real peak and then that's when you get out and do something with the money. But it's, I think it's fun. I like the cryptocurrency stuff. It makes yeah. me feel like I'm like part of the. It's it's like it's like the it's like the Disney version of the the dark web or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it makes Elon Musk a great follow on Twitter. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's all he tweets about is Dogecoin and Bitcoin, and you know now you can buy a Tesla with Bitcoin, I guess, and. And all this stuff, and now Dave Portnoy is going after him because apparently he thought he sold off a bunch of his Bitcoin to to uh, to make it dip, so he could buy the dip and then make a crap ton of money. So it's it's been fun following those two guys the last like twenty four hours. I don't know whether we should like elect Elon Musk president or eat him. Well, he's gonna. I can't tell if he's like the savior or the antichrist, but it, it's definitely one of the two, right? That's, yeah, well, that's, you're a, gonna, good, that's you're a good gonna, way to put it. That's a good way to put I'll, it. I'll be interested to see uh, your review of his uh, hosting of SNL. Is it this week or next week? I think it's, I think it's this week, right? Are you serious? Elon yes, Musk is hosting Elon, Mu- Elon yeah. Musk is hosting yeah. SNL like coming up like this Saturday. Musical guest Grimes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, right? maybe I don't, you know. Who knows? I, I, I'm sure they're gonna do a bunch of like Dogecoin skits and stuff, and like throwing a baseball he's, through a cyber truck and stuff like that. He's such a fucking weirdo, though. Like, oh, he's real weird. It's not gonna be good, dude. His his uh, his podcast episodes with Rogan are just like trips, man. I don't know yeah, if you've seen I, them. There's there, there's something unnerving about people when they get to that level where it's like i don't know how you stay i know he's got like a kid now but you know he named his kid like a, a fucking algorithm yes and i i just feel like when you get to that level to maintain your to maintain some sort of contact with like humanity is hard it is. you know it's like yeah. i just don't i feel like i feel like it's like power like that fame like that money like that it has like a five-year expiration on your soul you have it for longer than five years you're fucked you know like if you if you get to a level like that you need to like get find ways to give your money away otherwise it just i feel like i feel like it starts to corrupt your mind 100 percent. yeah oh yeah i mean you're not even like i saw i I saw him saying something the other day where he was like a lot of people are gonna die colonizing mars and people were like oh is he joking is he serious i'm like he doesn't know what he is right he's he's fucking insanely wealthy (laughs) yes People aren't people anymore. He don't ask what he's talking about. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Right. We're not yeah. bi- we're not built to stand that far above each other. Like right. Oh, we yeah. should. We, none of us should know more than eighty people. We shouldn't <laughs> own any. We should be walking around somewhere on the African con- continent, hunting <laughs> for food and killing traitors in our little group. Traitors. That should be yes. everything we're doing. <laughs> Yeah, isn't Sorry. he? No, I mean, I, I agree. And isn't he also, like, he is the wealthiest man now in the world, right? Or yeah, well, like, the, it fluctuates, like, daily between, like, him and him Bezos. Bezos. Yeah, who is also not connected with reality. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like, 
people that the people that like try to stay connected to reality, you can tell like what what they do with like Rogan does an okay job. I think it's he spends like thirteen hours in an isolation tank every day. Yeah. Being, yeah. I'm a person. I'm a person. I'm a person. Like you just <laughs> you you have to remind yourself that you're still a piece of shit every day. And like yeah. for the rest of us, you know, like we're all you know, no offense, failures. Yep. So yeah. like, it's easy to remind ourselves. It's easy to humble ourselves. We don't need an external reminder. <laughs> Every time I look at my bank account, I'm like, I am fallible. <laughs> like, when you don't have that, it, it's gotta be hard to not just go nuts. N- not go nuts. Think you're better than people. Yeah. Stop yeah. And, and lose a little bit of respect for like, I don't know, like, I don't want to say human life is not the right way to say it, but, like, you're just less human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, just, it just takes something away from you. Yeah. And no, I agree. I don't know. I, uh, I don't, what I'm saying is when he talks, I, like, shiver a little bit. Yeah. And I don't like what I see in his eyes. I think the weirdest part about Musk, too, and, like, Bezos is they're billionaires who aren't really interested in things that a lot of humans are interested in. Like you'll see a lot of billionaires buy a sports team or like invest in some other form of entertainment. They like, don't do that. They're just like all like business or science or whatever it is that they're obsessed with. And I don't, it just seems a little unnatural to me to like, you're not into sports. You're not into like music or I guess he's kind of into music, but like, it just seems weird to me that you would have all that money and not be like, hey, let me buy a team or let me Elon Musk could invest buy in this, you know, music, you know. He could I buy don't think he's in the, I don't think he's into music. I think he's into banging grimes. That, yeah, that's actually and, a really good point. <laughs> and, and they're not into anything else because they're hyper-focused people that got good at one thing. Yeah. And, yeah. like, you know, like, I, I don't know if you guys buy the video game simulation theory, but if you do... It's like when people rise like that, it's it's because like it's because they found like a cheat code, like in the Could fucking be. like algorithm for what's supposed to happen in your life. But I feel like I mean, it's, it, it's not surprising. I was doing a conspiracy theory podcast Ooh. Uh, Hello. a couple, a couple like a month ago. And one of the one of the hosts was like really into conspiracy theory and the other guy wasn't. And he was more <laughs> of a sports fan. And the conspiracy okay. guy goes like, you know, surprisingly, I'm like, I'm not that into sports. I'm like, it's not surprising. Your head is filled with conspiracy horseshit. <laughs> if you had left that, you could fit some sports horseshit. But there's only so much room for horseshit. Right. And right. like, you've de- you've dedicated your mental capacity to like the melting of the melting temperature of steel in the World Trade Center. <laughs> good, good for you. But like. I, I can talk about who the backup quarterback was on the Dolphins in 1999, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you bring up – I mean, I think he's a really – I agree with I agree with this. <laughs> we all have a quite limited capacity. So, yeah, so this uh, upcoming SNL is going to be one of the best ever, clearly. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> Miley Cyrus performing. Oh, Miley Cyrus. Oh, so it's not, uh, it's not Grimes. No, that's disappointing. Next week. Yeah, but I feel like she's as close to Grimes. That's yep, true. Uh, that's, that, that is uh, true. Another one of those artists. Yeah, just like, very okay. True. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, cool. Well. All right. Uh, Eric, so uh, once again, where can we find you in Northeast Ohio next week? Uh, and then uh, plug, uh, plug the podcast, uh, plug your social media stuff, and, you know, we'll do our best to retweet everything and, 
uh, you know, spread the word for uh, for your shows in in uh, in Ohio this week or next yeah. week. Next week, uh, sorry. All my socials at Eric Helwig. Uh, my podcast is bringing the backups. Definitely check that out. Um, and then everything else is on my website, erichelwig.com, for show dates, newsletter, eventually a Patreon page. But you can go there now and be like, I'll give you five dollars in a month when I start it. <laughs> so like all that shit, you can do uh, erichelwig.com. And then, yeah, like I said, if you're in the area, come out and see some comedy next week. It's going to be a lot of fun. Awesome. Well, yeah. thanks, Eric. We uh, we really appreciate you coming on again. And, uh, you know, we're going to – go ahead. I was, no, I was going to say, I appreciate you guys having me on. I know I I reached out to a bunch of uh, Cleveland podcasts. I got you and Locked On Browns. I no. saw that. I listened to that. That's cool. I listened yeah, to that. Yeah, it was – I didn't bring it up because I forgot which one it was. Yeah, with, with that guy Jeff. Yeah, they're locked on. That's a locked on podcast network, right? Yeah, that's cool. I like them. I like that network. Yeah, yeah. He's an he's an interesting dude. Yeah, for sure. I won't shit on him. He's an interesting dude. <laughs> I've never met him, but I, I've listened. I've listened to his show a few times. I anything that has to do with the Browns, I'm like listening to. So. Yeah. But. No, no, no. I, I was gonna say I appreciate you guys uh, having me on, and um, it's it's cool. it's cool to do. Like, I think there's, I think you're the third show that I've done a second time. Nice, which is cool. And I'm like, yeah, man. Like, anytime you need me to come in, <laughs> anytime you need me to come in and then and shit on something right before you're planning on talking about it, like the trap. Yeah, let's go. We'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, let's see. You did that tonight about the NFL draft and then cryptocurrency. Hey, hey. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Elon uh, Musk. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Well, we weren't talking about yeah, Elon we were. Before. Yeah, that was unplanned, yeah. <laughs> all right, so, uh, Eric, we appreciate it once again. Uh, follow him on all the uh, socials uh, that he mentioned. And uh, you can follow us at the LOTL Podcast. Check out our website, lotlpodcast.com, for embedded links to all of our episodes. And uh, the NFL draft is this week. If you are going out anywhere on Thursday night, uh, be sure to let us know on Twitter um, and tag us, and uh, we will uh, retweet it and all that stuff. So um, for Eric, Jordan, Jimmy, Ryan, I'm Dan. You've been listening to Living Off the Land, and we'll catch you guys next week. Bye.